Welcome to the Recent Speeches podcast presented by BYU Speeches, featuring inspiring new devotionals and forums given each week on BYU campus. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. Thank you, President Worthen. It is wonderful to be here. Our family, and in particular our children, that graduated from this university feel grateful for the lessons learned here that help them prepare for these unique times we live now. The Meridian-Webster Dictionary reported by the end of 2020 that, based on an analysis of words looked up in their online dictionary, that the word of the year for 2020 was pandemic. The first big spike in the dictionary lookups for pandemic took place on February the 3rd, the same day the first COVID-19 patient in the U.S. was released from a Seattle hospital. That day, pandemic was looked up 1,600% more than it had been in a previous year. But close inspection of the dictionary data shows that searches for the word have began to tick up consistently starting on January the 20th, the date of the first positive case in the United States. That initial February spike in lookups did drop off. In fact, it grew. By the end, uh, by early March, the word was being looked up at an average of 4,000% over 2019 levels. On March 11, the World Health Organization officially declared that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. And this is the day that pandemic saw the single largest spike in dictionary traffic in 2020, showing an increase of more than 115,000% over lookups on that day in 2019. What's the most striking about this word is that it remained high in searches in the dictionary, staying near the top of the word list for the rest of the year. According to Merriam-Webster, the word pandemic is defined as an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographical area, such as multiple countries and continents, and typically affects a significant proportion of the population. The Greek roots of this word tell a clear story. Pan means all or every, and demos means people. Its literal meaning is of all the people. In one way or another, all of us were affected by this unexpected outbreak and medical emergency. Words and expressions rarely used before became part of our day-to-day vocabulary, such as social distancing, isolation, quarantine, and many others. Our lives were transformed during this last year with these unexpected challenges. Due to the current pandemic, COVID-19, it is of such magnitude that most people 
alive today have never seen anything like it. Loss of life was and still is painful for so many. Working conditions required a significant amount of change, as it did our day-to-day interactions with each other. Students and faculty were not an exception to all of this, as you uh, well know. The Gallup study of the Student Experience Report for the fall of 2020 reveals that 80% of first-time students in the fall of 2020 rated the quality of the education they were receiving as excellent. But of those already enrolled, 51%, or more than half, reported that COVID-19 was very likely or likely to impact their ability to complete that degree. Although the majority of the students reported positive overall ratings, students who were taking classes mostly or entirely in person before the pandemic and had transitioned to a mostly or entirely online experience said that the quality of their education experience was affected. Knowing what to do in troubled times is one of the extraordinary blessings that can be part of the life of a faithful member of the Lord's Church. The gift of the Holy Ghost is the privilege given to people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, being baptized and being confirmed members of the Church, to receive continual guidance and inspiration from the Holy Ghost as they remain faithful. I personally cannot think of a more sublime blessing than having the constant companionship and guidance of the Holy Ghost and being able to receive comfort, peace, and direction from Him in our lives. For a moment, I invite you to consider these words of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Choosing to be spiritually minded by living a life worthy of the Holy Ghost's gentle persuasions will provide you guidance in your decisions and protection from both physical and spiritual danger. Through the Holy Ghost, you can receive the gifts of the Spirit for your benefit and for the benefit of those you love and serve. His communication to your spirit carries far more certainty than any communication you can receive through your natural senses. How can you live a spiritually-minded life and have more abundant guidance from the Holy Ghost? To be in tune with our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior is being spiritually-minded. The Scriptures teach us that all things are spiritual unto the Lord. Wherefore, verily I say unto you, that all things unto me are spiritual, and not at any time have I given unto you a law which was temporal. When we are in harmony with Heavenly Father, we have the companionship of His Spirit. As we place that harmony as a priority in our lives, we draw near unto Him and His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He has sent, and not unto the world. 
To love God is to be spiritually minded. Cultivating a relationship with your Heavenly Father in prayer will keep Him in your mind and in your heart. The Apostle John, one of the original twelve and a credit author of the first book of John in the New Testament, addressed false beliefs amongst the people of the time that salvation was achieved by means other than through faith in Jesus Christ. John refuted these false beliefs with his testimony of the love of God for us and with his personal witness of Jesus Christ and invited his readers to experience the joy of being in harmony with the Father and the Son. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. In this life, we can feel the love of God with the companionship of his Spirit. When we do the will of our Father, which is in heaven, and strive to stay on the path that leads us to him, the Holy Ghost can guide us. We are spiritually minded when we understand that the purpose of the sacrament is to remember the Savior and what he did for us. The promise in both prayers of the bread and the water contained the phrase that they who partake may have his Spirit to be with them. We endeavor to take the sacrament every week because we want to preserve and nurture our spirituality. We perhaps could use the words of Matthew in the New Testament as a measuring instrument or perhaps a position sensor to indicate where we stand regarding our spirituality. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. President Dallin H. Oaks taught, as a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, we have a distinct way of looking at life. We view our experiences in terms of eternity. As we draw further from worldliness, we feel closer to our Heavenly Father in heaven and more able to be guided by His Spirit. We call this quality of life spirituality. He then specified how we interpret our experiences is also a function of our degree of spirituality. Some interpreted mortality solely in terms of worldly accomplishments and possessions. In contrast, we who have a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ should interpret our experiences in terms of our knowledge of the purpose of life, the mission of our Savior, and the eternal destiny of the children of God. To recognize spiritual things 
is to be spiritually minded. I attest that spirituality is a blessing of consistent effort on our part. As we seek to learn and follow the promptings of the Spirit, we can more easily distinguish things of God from things of the world. President Russell M. Nelson reminded us of this when he said, Just as repetition and consistent effort are required to gain physical or mental capacity, the same is true in spiritual matters. So this begs the question, are you developing your spirituality? We have seen so many of you decisively and courageously change your routines during this pandemic, tending to others' needs, connecting more meaningfully with family, being more understanding and kind, serving in your community, and finally dedicating time to be in tune with the things of God. I commend you for working to be spiritually minded in these ways. Thanks for, to the foresight of Church leaders, we have many excellent tools today to assist in strengthening our spirituality. Think of the development of the Gospel Library app that allows the power of the Scriptures and Gospel study to be literally in your pocket at all times. Think about ministry and the changes therein that encourage the use of technology as we reach out to others. Consider the home-centered, church-supported approach to learning and the Come, Follow Me curriculum, elevating our spirituality wherever we are. We do not need to be in a spiritual quarantine with all of these resources available. We can work together, choosing every opportunity to be spiritually minded, encouraging life and peace, as Paul described, consciously inviting spirituality in as an integral part of our lives. We are taught in the scriptures that the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. So let us seek this quality of life. Let me ask you another question. Are you making and keeping spiritual goals? A spiritually minded person endeavors to strengthen his or her spirituality. And when setting goals, asks the question, are my goals giving adequate attention to my spiritual needs? A spiritual minded person seeks to know how to follow spiritual promptings and how to act on those promptings. Therefore, goal-setting for spiritual things is necessary and essential. Annie, our four-year-old granddaughter, set a goal to learn to ride a bicycle. She practiced and caught on quickly. So her parents took her on a family bike ride to the lake near their house. There were a few hills and a few bumps along the path, but Annie did great. While they were riding, Annie's mother expressed amazement at how well Annie had biked up a hill and across a bridge. Annie then shared the secret for our success, replying, Yep, I just hold on, Mom, 
and I keep paddling. And with that simple, consistent effort, she rode two miles on her very first real bicycle ride. My wise granddaughter knows what it takes to conquer any hill or ride over any bump. We just have to hold on and keep pedaling. While riding a bicycle, if we only hold on, no matter how tight, we are still likely to fall. It is the pedaling that maintains the balance. For us, the simple daily acts of prayer, scripture study, and application of the prophet's counsel keep our spirituality upright and moving forward, despite the bumps and hills, pandemics, and changes of life. Our dear prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, explained that as you choose to let God prevail in our lives, you will experience for yourselves that God is a God of miracles. He said, when your greatest desire is to let God prevail, to be part of Israel, so many decisions become easier. So many issues become non-issues. You know what you want to accomplish. You know the kind of person you really want to become. I suggest focusing on what really matters. In doing so, you will see that strengthening your spirituality and becoming a spiritually-minded person, though it requires effort and diligence, can be simple. Hold on and keep paddling. Nurture your spiritual Leona. You are nudged, poked, and pulled in so many directions by so many voices in, of this world where everyone seems to know how you can attain happiness and find comfort that at times you might feel hesitant about which direction you should go. Remember that your spiritual Yawana works best when you practice differentiating the voice of the Spirit from the voices of the world. The Holy Ghost is always calm, clear, and comforting, giving specific guidance, bringing you peace and hope. The Holy Ghost works in perfect unity with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, fulfilling several roles to help you live righteously and receive the blessings of the gospel. One of the many teachings I love from President Russell M. Nelson is his lesson that the source of our spiritual power is the Lord. The ultimate source of spiritual power is God, our Father, and the messenger of this power is the Holy Ghost. This power differs from electrical power. An electrical appliance consumes power. The use of his spiritual power replenishes our power. While electrical power can be used only for measured periods of time, spiritual power can be used for time and eternity. We are encouraged to seek learning, even by study and also by faith and received the promise that revealed truth will come to our minds and hearts through the Holy Ghost as we diligently seek Him. My dear friends, I invite you to hold on and keep paddling. 
to become spiritually minded by setting goals in your life for spiritual things. Use the many resources made available to you to strengthen your spirit. After all, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. BYU is an exceptional university because it was founded in the premises that here you can learn and develop your gifts and talents and prepare you for the tests of life. Here you can be encompassed in an environment of learning that will help you fortify your temporal and spiritual self-reliance, lifting and serving others and making the world truly a better place. I leave with you, my dear friends, my testimony that to be spiritually minded is indeed life and peace. That quality of life improves when you are in harmony with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and that God loves you and is mindful of you and your needs now, your needs today. I bear this testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to the Recent Speeches podcast presented by BYU Speeches. Please check out our other podcasts, including classic speeches taken from our vast audio library, as well as other BYU Speeches compilations on love and marriage, overcoming adversity, by study and by faith. Come follow me, the prophet Joseph Smith, and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Go to speeches.byu.edu and click on podcasts for more information. You can also find all BYU Speeches podcasts at your preferred podcast provider.